Hello, you're listening to the Equippers International Podcast, our short version where we're still making our way through the book of Hebrews. We are currently in chapter 9. For this episode, I'm going to read verses 23 through 28. Therefore, it was necessary for the copies of the things in the heavens to be cleansed with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ did not enter a holy place made with hands, a mere copy of the true one, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor was it that he would offer himself often, as the high priest enters the holy place year by year with blood that is not his own. Otherwise, he would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now once At the consummation of the ages, he has been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Inasmuch as it is appointed for men to die once and after this judgment, so Christ also, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time for salvation without sin to those who eagerly await him. Well, we've talked about in the previous episode the nature of this new covenant that God has made through Christ Jesus for the complete and total removal of sin. And we talked about the beauty of that covenant and what a wonderful place it is to stand forgiven by God. So the writer is going to continue to go into more detail about the aspects of this process that took place through the sacrifice and the death of Christ. So he's going to continue along these lines in the next chapter, chapter and a half. And I said in the previous episode that I feel like the book of Hebrews really centers in these chapters, chapters 9, 10, that it's in these chapters that the writer's really driving home the whole point of the new covenant, the whole point of what Christ has come to do. And he says there in chapter 9, verse 23, where I started reading today, that under the old covenant, the copies of the heavenly things had to be cleansed with sacrifices. So we know that the pattern that God gave Moses in the wilderness for the children of Israel to build a tabernacle, and we've talked about it before, that it was simply a reflection of something that existed in reality already in the heavenlies. Now, I know that it's difficult for us as humans many times to consider the reality of things in heaven, in a place where God exists. But the writer of Hebrews drives home this point, and it's important for us to understand what he's saying He's saying that the earthly expression of the things that God gave Moses in regards to setting up a sacrificial system were simply a reflection of something that already existed in the heavens. And he says that Christ did not enter a place made with hands, but he actually entered heaven itself. Now, we don't know how Christ entered that temple when he made his sacrifice. It is something that we can only believe by faith that Jesus appeared before God in the heavenlies. Now we know that 2,000 years ago when Jesus made the sacrifice, he was physically hanging on a cross outside of Jerusalem. 
But there's the very reality that in that act, he appeared before God and he offered himself. He didn't offer sacrifices of goats and lambs like the priest who offered them year by year. But he offered himself once and for all. Now, there's several aspects that I want to pick up on in these verses. The first aspect is that while the priest entered in year after year, Christ entered once. The reason why Christ only entered once is because he was the perfect sacrifice and he was the perfect priest and he did what was necessary once and for all for the removal of sin. And the writer makes this statement in verse 26. It's very powerful. He says that Christ would have needed to suffer often from the foundation of the world if his sacrifice was the same as what the priest had offered. But because his sacrifice was the ultimate sacrifice and he shed his actual blood before God in the heavens, Once and for all, it says that he appeared once at the consummation of the ages to put away sin. I want to focus on that phrase, put away sin. He has done the final act of putting away sin once and for all by the sacrifice of himself. This is the key truth to the gospel. This is the most important thing for us to know, that as we come to God, we come to him based on the sacrifice of Jesus, which has done a perfect work. So the writer is telling us that Jesus has literally put away sin. It's exactly what God said he would do. In the new covenant, he said he would forgive sin and remember it no more. So sin is not an issue anymore with God. Now we're going to look in the next episode at the beginning of chapter 10 at the implications of what this means for us as the worshiper. And it's going to go really deep and it's going to be a life changing experience. But in the end of chapter 9, he makes this statement. As a result of what Christ has accomplished through his perfect sacrifice by offering himself in the heavens at the actual throne of God, he says in verse 27 that just as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this there's judgment. Now we've talked about judgment earlier in the book, so you have to go back to the previous episode and review on the nature of judgment. I spent a lot of time talking about it. But he makes the point that Christ also will appear a second time for salvation. And when he comes that second time for salvation, he will appear without reference to sin. My Bible literally says without sin. Jesus is not coming back to deal with sin. He dealt with sin at the cross. So when Jesus comes and there is the judgment that is going to come to each man based on whether he believes this truth, then there will be no reference to sin. Our salvation is secure. There is no problem for sin 
anymore because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And therefore, we can eagerly await him. We don't have to fear his appearing. We don't have to fear his coming because Jesus has dealt with that. The sin is removed and we can have perfect relationship with God and not have to walk in fear. This is a beautiful truth, and it's something that God wants to go deep into our hearts so that we can enter into our full identity that he has given us as his sons and daughters. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.